Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. All right, everybody. Episode one, Real Men of Genius podcast. Uh, my name is Bailey Curry. I'm here with Matt Hendricks. Howdy. And uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, I don't know why we decided to do this podcast. It just kind of felt like a good way to uh, get some creative energy out, maybe uh, create a little social media buzz as uh, most NASCAR drivers need. And uh, figure be a good way to make fun of things in the NASCAR world. Maybe tell a few stories and uh, just kind of share a little bit about ourselves and uh, what we do. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna cry. To all seven of our people that are gonna be listening this first episode, one of them is gonna be my mom. Yeah, yeah. My parents are definitely listening to this episode. Uh, I guess. Uh, do you have anything exciting happen at the racetrack this week? I raced at Las Vegas last week, buddy. Let me tell you something. Uh, I am a, I would say I moonlight as a pit crew guy now. I would say my career started in the NASCAR and pit crew stuff, but I have since moved on. But I still moonlight from time to time. I'm laying in bed, 9 o'clock in the morning. It's Friday. I don't have a care in the world. I'm going to go sit by the pool all day. And I get a text from someone, hey, can you pit the truck race tonight? I said, you know, if I got a fire seat, possibly, I don't, I don't have anything out here. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll just take care of it when you get here. So I reluctantly, reluctantly said yes. Very reluctantly. Um, turns out one of the teams, their flight got canceled, and they just needed bodies. And that's what they got. Yeah. They got bodies. So, a, a team, are we not saying names? I'll say names, I don't care. You can say names, uh, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> so, I got the same phone call. It wasn't obviously to do pit crew stuff or whatever, but, uh, you know, I work in the garage a little bit as a driver, like being a driver, I work in the garage a little bit, and uh, I got a call, I got a bunch of calls actually, because this flight was supposed to leave at 8 a.m. from Charlotte, get to Vegas around 10 or so, uh, garage open for trucks at about 11, and I got a call kind of same thing. I did not want to get up. I did not want to go. I When I got this call, it was so hard to not say no right away. But, I, you know, I heard him out. And, uh, yeah, so Tim Farrell is an engine guy on Timmy Hill's truck. Their flight got canceled. And uh, he gave me a call, told me to talk to Timmy. Timmy gave me a call. And he said he had the, uh, you know, getting through tech and everything worked out, which I was happy about. Uh and, uh, you know, good for them. I know that sucks, having a flight get canceled like that. Uh, you saw the same thing with Chase Briscoe. Uh, 
almost missing the race for the cup race. But, uh, yeah, they got the pit crew figured out. It was a pretty uh, well, ragtag team. They, I think figured out is a very loose term. Yeah, it's a broad statement. Very I mean, I, statement. I, I, seen, I, uh, I saw the equipment y'all were working with look like a uh, snap-on gun off the truck maybe about 10 years ago. Uh, the rear gun was, I think, from Harbor Freight from 87. Oh, okay. And then your socket looked like one of those big, long orange ones that they use on dirt late model Correct. tires. It was, uh, it was uh, not an ideal situation. It never is. It never is. Not in those emergency situations. But, yeah. Uh, how'd that race go? I mean, y'all were doing pretty good. And, uh, obviously, y'all got junked at the end. But y'all were doing pretty good. Yeah, so the strategy, and I'm going to put that in air quotes, the strategy was let's just stay on the lead lap and... If we have to, we'll take two tires, come back around, get caught up, and take two tires. I think the fastest pit stop we had was maybe 40 seconds. Probably all on you, too. Probably all yeah. on the tire carrier. You were, tire, you were carrying I tires? I was a tire carrier, yes. You were carrying them tires. I'm a multifaceted pit crew guy. Yeah, I'm I can not. do multitude of things. I carried tires once. Gateway, uh, non-competitive pit stops, Natalie Decker, I carried tires out. It sucked because... The way the rules were for the non-competitive stops is you weren't allowed to come off the wall. So I had to jump off the wall with both tires in my hand. Really was tough on the knees. I don't feel sorry for you at all. Well, that's ridiculous because I feel sorry for me. And I feel like all the fans in the stands that were watching me and just me also felt sorry for me. But, hey, uh, you're entitled to your opinion, man. So what do you think was more stressful, driving an actual race car or pitting uh, probably pitting because I race all the time and I'm pretty much used to it. Been racing for 17 years, brother. That, I pitted that, one time. Is that professionally? No. Okay. I I started racing go-karts when I was seven. I mean, you could say I was professional then. I was pretty good, but uh, not formally. Hmm. Okay. Well, getting back to our whole pitting thing, it was absolute chaos. Uh, it was chaos in the streets. Stuck around in the top 20 for most of the race. And then, unfortunate ending, um, the truck was absolutely destroyed. So, yeah. as, a, as a guy who just kind of shows up, I really don't have loyalty to anybody except the guy who's uh, paying my checks. Cutting them checks. That's pretty much it. So, long soundboard button. We're getting used to it. So, yeah. First episode, Jim. I mean, I, I felt bad for Tyler because he just got absolutely destroyed. Dude, I, they didn't even show it on right. TV they didn't even either. Show I don't understand. Like, I mean, yeah. Who won? I don't even know who won the race, but I know that he got wrecked at the end. Of, they never showed it. I hate when they do that. Like, they they got to sound like a broken record here. You mean to hear, you hear all the, the, the smart people on Twitter talking about how they need to show the mid-pack more, and they just don't listen. They don't listen. I'll probably never get shown now because I'm throwing a little shade here. But, hey. Maybe, maybe it'll wake them up, you know, stop following the sheep. Maybe. I mean, I doubt it because. I doubt it too. You know, once you get to about 15th, 18th place, it, the coverage just kind of falls off. Yeah, that's why, you know, I try to stick above 13th. Or, no, I finished 13th. I guess I was trying to slide that in there that I had a good run this weekend, but, you know, whatever. We'll just slide past it. Shout out JD Motorsports. Yeah, shout out to JD Motorsports. All the folks in the 15 car and all the other cars for that matter. Great folks. Was the down Red there. Rocket was down there today. 
Getting that sucker ready, that bullet ready for Talladega. We're going to roll to the front. So, can you walk me through the chaos that was, I don't know what it was, 40 laps into the race? Yeah, that that Daytona-sized wreck that happened at Las Vegas. We're probably going 130 miles an hour, and people just take their brains out of their head, put them on the dashboard, and wreck like 20 cars. Like, what's, okay, so, you see five, six cars in front of you, and they're facing you. What is, what is, what's going, what's going through your head? I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I went, so on that restart, I was feeling a little bold, started on the bottom, but the top was way better on restarts, but the line was so much shorter with the choose rule. Uh, started on the bottom, got a good restart, threw it three middle, just, you know, like I said, feeling a little bold. It's going it's into saucy. it. Yeah, they went five wide. They're feeling even bolder in front of me. And uh, started crashing, and I'm stuck three middle. So all I can do at this point is really just slow down. I'm trying to slow down. I get hit from behind, and then I'm essentially just pushing the 26 car and the other people in front of me. I really don't know how I made it out. I got turned sideways uh, by, I believe, the four cars behind me because we were all just jammed in there. Shout out, Landon. Yeah, shout out, Landon. He could have hit me harder, and we could have all been involved in that, but he didn't. He was on top of it. Anyways, I got kind of turned sideways, so I just gassed up. Uh, kind of turned the 26. I feel bad about that. Sorry, Sam. Uh, but got jacked sideways, got stood in the gas, was able to make it to the apron, and uh, drove around it. Other than that, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I got a little bit of damage. Somehow I got a perfect, like a donut-style tire mark right on the center of the nose. And, but, like not any, but not any damage. Like It wasn't like it was pushed in. Like I literally was like... Was just pushing on the tire like just that. Just a little. Yeah, yeah, just a little, little just a little, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that was Vegas for us. We uh, stayed at the South Point, as all other racers do. Shout out Brendan Gone. Uh, he always hooks Immaculate. up. Hooks up all the race teams every time, uh, the whole Gone family. I does. lost a decent amount of That's Oh, getting back to why I picked the truck race, it's because I lost money in Vegas. Yeah, I stay away from them gambling machines. <laughs> I don't like all that stuff. I went to the arcade instead because at least I knew I was losing money, but I also knew that I was having fun. I forgot to cash in my tickets. I have like eighteen hundred and thirty-three. Good, good thing I'll we never forget that. No, yeah, we'll go there next spring. I'll cash in. I'll get that lava lamp I had my eye on. Uh, but I yeah, think I think you're forgetting the best part of the whole entire weekend. There's too many good parts about the South Point uh, Hotel and Resort and Casino uh, bowling, but the uh, the best thing I saw all weekend, and this is maybe more so than the race, maybe not, maybe so, but they had a little little rodeo going on. And this was my first rodeo, and let me tell you, some great stuff going on. Uh, electric, what, absolutely. Do you remember what electric. the what the uh, event they were doing was? It was. I'm gonna butcher this. I think I'm just gonna throw a bunch of letters together and hope that it gets relatively close. Okay. I think it was the PHCCA Cutting Horse Equestrian event. Wait, so the, all the so cutting that was the event, right? That was the that event. was like the the sport or the uh, activity they were doing. We had to look it up. Damn, I can't believe you remember all of that because I just remember. Like I said, I think I'm making most of that up. All right, it's cool. That's cool. It really reminded me of uh, something my cousins out in East Texas might do. You know, walking around, a lot of folks in. Uh, Large bottom, like I guess, bell bottom jeans, boots, uh, cowboy hats going on, a lot of uh, vest uh, going on. 
to say we were out of our element, I think would be one of the most drastic understatements of our lives. Yeah, like I felt, I, I almost felt bad, like because we were kind of not making fun of it, but just you know, we were enjoying what we were seeing. Yeah, we we're, we're like I said, we we're out of our element. We're trying to enjoy the time we spent there. Uh, you know, just trying to overpower the smell of uh, poor. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was not good either. We went to the practice arena, and I really felt out of, like I feel like everyone was staring at us in there. All six people. They were all staring at us. So I was wearing like Vans and a vintage Brickyard 400 T-shirt, and they were fully cowboyed up. Like these were straight up cowboys. All had cowboy hats on. A uh, bunch of buckle bunnies about. The old buckle bunnies. I'm talking about some buckle bunnies out there. If you don't know what a buckle bunny is, look it up. I don't know what you might find. I'm just assuming that it, uh, that description will fit my description. Uh, but yeah, the cutting event, awesome event. Electric. It was. like I don't really understand what they were doing or how it was working. We watched like maybe six of these teams go, which, by the way, had amazing names, dude. Like, I'm talking about, what was it, Catalina Cashin' In. Catalina Cashin' In. We had Red Knack. Red Roman. neck. It was like like neck was spelled with a n e y c k, which I it's just out of this world. Do you remember any of the horse names? I should have wrote them down. The horse names were pretty good. Like I guess it had like the head guy and his horse. Like you know, obviously the guy's name was you know pretty plain. I mean, obviously standard cowboy. You're still name. missing the best part. What the chick that would sit off to the side and go? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be so loud. If you got headphones on, turn them down, brother. Sorry. I should <laughs> because, have gave you a noise warning. Because, yeah, that, uh, they were like going, yee, yee. Ooh, yeah. But like, I don't think they were clapping because they were like happy with how they're doing it. They're just like trying to distract this cow. I guess we got to explain how this event worked. There's like a herd of cows all in the end. And there's, a couple of, the there's a couple of officials down there. And they're down here. You got, you know, a couple uh, cowboys on some horses over here. You had the main guy. The main guy, this horse had just ankles on it, dude. Like, it was taking cows' ankles away. It would just dig in. It looked like booby miles out there just cutting, just like the event. <laughs> but they'd, like, go in, and they'd pull, they'd pull like, maybe, like, maybe, like, two, three cows out, and then they had to hold them out there. They got the one girl, yee, yee, and then this horse is just just going back and forth, and you're just surrounding this cow. Loki felt bad. Like, imagine you're just in a you're just in a space, and you just can't get out. You can't get back to your friends. They're just holding you. You can see them, but you can't get back to them. Yeah, it's, it was devastating. But we also saw a bunch of cows try to bang each other. Yes, that was also funny. And, I, like, that's the point where I started kind of feeling bad because, you know, there's, there's, this isn't a packed house by any means. Uh, this is probably about a hockey arena size uh, stadium. Minor league hockey. Yeah, definitely minorly. <laughs> We're not talking about the... Uh, We're not talking about the Golden Knights. Not talking about the Golden Knights. Uh, I do think they should have an AHL team that plays there just so when we do go to Vegas, we can maybe catch a hockey game. That's always fun. Uh, but yeah, like between the yee and the, the cows humping each other, like <laughs> it was pretty hard not to laugh. And there's people a couple rows down from us. They never really looked back, but I could tell they were just pissed. They were pissed we were there. Looking like a couple of hoodlums. Maybe not hoodlums. Hoodlums isn't the right word. A couple of city slickers. Jabronis. Yeah. They just don't belong. We didn't belong there. Uh, 
But hey, it was fun. I was really bored. We went and ate some. Uh, where we eat? I forget the restaurant, but whatever. I had some seafood Creole. Seafood's good in Vegas this time of year. Yeah, I hear they get all the fresh catches. Yeah, they do from the the Vegas River or the Vegas Ocean. <laughs> but yeah. Moving on. Yeah. From um, cutting. So I mean, Xfinity schedule came out today. It did. It did. What? Uh, what are your and truck schedule? I mean, yeah, I'm pretty jealous. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I plan on running in the Xfinity series next year. I'm very jealous of the truck schedule. Is that breaking and the, news. In the shakeups, it's got no breaking news really. I'm just you know, I'm just a race car driver out here doing what I can to drive in circles. You know what I'm talking about. Any racer knows what I'm talking about. Anyway. The the only cool thing about the Xfinity schedule, like the only cool like switch up, is uh Portland, which is cool. It's very cool. You know, it's a market we've never gone to before, but it kind of takes uh, a race away. It takes away from Mid Ohio, which uh, one of my that's like my main sponsor's home track, which sucks for me personally. Uh, I am still pumped to get the two weeks off in the middle of the year though. Get that NASCAR spring break in. You know, I can go. Party it up or do whatever I want to do during those two weeks. Have fun with that. Oh, I will. I have the most fun. Probably way more fun than you ever had. Uh, anyway, the truck schedule, they get IRP, which I've been begging for. I don't know who I've been. I've just been begging to anybody who will listen. And they finally get to go back. Hopefully, I can maybe try to sneak a little truck ride in because that's the same week that we're uh, running Indy Road Course, which I wish we'd run the Oval, but that's, that is what it is. Where else? We don't have a... Oh, here we go. This is this is what really grinds my gears on this deal. Yeah, breaking news. There's no dirt race in the Xfinity series. Why? Why, why, why? I don't know. It would be the best it would literally be the best race on any like any dirt race that NASCAR's put on. It's the top to me is still Eldora truck. Like that, like those races were really, really good. Iconic. They were really, really good, like ripping the top, hitting the wall, slide jobs going down. I mean, like Bobby Pierce showing up. At a yeah, Bo- truck, yeah, dude. Just ripping. Strickler got his uh, truck start there. Yes, dude. Him. Like, that was, those were great races. Like, those were like, they had me on the edge of my seat. Norm Benning. We can't forget about, th- we all know about that. We Norm, all know what happened. You know, I heard a, a rumor that Norm traded that truck for like three sets of scuffs. No way. <laughs> You're lying. You're you're capping, bro. You're capping. I know that unconfirmed, but it sounds about right. That's not right, dude. There's no way he'd give up his nicest piece. I mean, it's it's the truck is still sitting. No, I know it's at Eldora, which is pretty cool. It's like a relic. Okay, maybe one set of stickers. There's no other truck out there that slammed Craig Clay Greenfield's Dodge Ram into the wall and flipped in the bird better than that '57 Red Rocket. Silverado or whatever. I mean, it was. Norm's still he's on the entry list this week too, so he'll probably win. Expect big things. Uh, over or under fifteen laps down. Oh, way under, dude. We're going to Talladega. I mean, you never know. Even if I feel like if you ran out of the draft the entire time, went green the whole way, the only place he'd really maybe lose laps or like any of those kind of teams would lose laps is probably green flag stops. If that was the case, but like. The state, like, truck races are so short, so, like, yeah, even if he fell out of the draft, I don't think he'd go a lap down. So. But, yeah, like, like back journeyman, to what, back journeyman, to, uh, back, guy. back to what I was saying. Okay, go. I'll, I'll Xfinity would later. be the best dirt race because the fiberglass bodies, you can beat and bang. Uh, the way the ride heights are, the power, 
the horsepower in the, the Xfinity car, the way they'd roll over, the, the fact you can run a short left side truck arm, I think that would be very crucial to getting that uh, that tripod effect you might see. Would it see. pull the left front? No, I see. I think I the way I see it with the short left side truck arm, you can get it almost uh, propped up like a uh, a rocket XR1. Like, uh, I don't know who drives rocket ch- Who drives rocket chassis? You probably know. Mm. You're a dirt guy, huh? I mean, Josh Richards used to be the guy. Yeah, uh, Josh Richards back in that uh, one Sh- car. B-Shep. B-Shep still runs. Brandon Shepard? Yeah. Okay, cool. It'd be like that. You could, like, run a real soft right front in that thing and just get her pitched over like that. Have the left rear hanging somewhere. All the people listening, he's... he's somewhere got, in here. Yeah, yeah, I got a die cast in my hand. It would be like that. Get, a, get that tripod effect going. Maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. I still think it'd be the best race. You can go get an old clunker because no one's going to use a good car there unless they're like really, really committed or they're a really big team. Would Harmon pull out his Dodge Challengers? I don't know because he sold them. We finally like all of them. What, yes, whenever I was working there, we find like it took us a while to get him to talk him into selling them all, just because dude, there's not enough room in that shop to run two Xfinity teams. Because at the time, like we still have, they still have like six cars. Yeah, two, three for 47, three for 74. But, like, if it was on the schedule and they did still have them, that's the ones I would take. Like, if if I had a team, I would go buy, like, some old, like, you know, lower-tier lower, lower tier teams, like their piece of crap car, the one they're trying to get rid of, and then maybe cut the A-frame think, plates I out. I think BJ's got the corner on that market with all those old Roush cars. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even want to take one of those. Like, I'd want to take someone's old beat up car they've run for the past two years every weekend, and then make that my dirt car. And I would make it a dirt car. I'd be cutting a frame plates off. I'd be changing the points on them and getting it all right where it really get changing, that bite. Changing some Ackerman slugs. Yeah, Ackerman slugs. We're talking all kinds of slugs. We're putting some rounds of camber in that thing, and we're gonna dig six seventeenths shims. Yeah, exactly. In the right front, like maybe like a tree H, maybe like a tree H shim in the right front. Yeah. All right, did you fly commercial to Vegas? No, I actually flew private. Private guy, yeah. Private or charter? Which is, but the term private flight's okay. thrown around a charter. lot. The, the the term private uh, flying private's really thrown around a lot in the NASCAR world, especially for the newcomer who's trying to flex on Instagram or Snapchat. Cause it's not a, it's not a private flight. It is not. Believe me, I have so many gripes with the. The picture guys that take a picture of the plane every single week and they're like, living large. No, yeah, that heading out, that, throwing that, up the signs, you know. That stuff really just pisses me off. When they sit in the back of the plane where it's like 600 degrees. It's so hot and it is so loud back there. These well, are- there's, there's two planes. There's one that's really hot and then the other one is the exact opposite. Are you talking about really the two cold. planes that Champion has or the two different airlines? I'm talking the two planes that Champion has. Really? I never even I never really paid too much attention to the tail numbers on them, but I feel like the Champion planes are inherently hot because they're black and they sit out in the sun all day, especially if you're like Shout in Vegas. out Dale Senior. Yeah. Great airline. Greatest airline. Is Teresa run it? Uh, I know it definitely has the Dale Earnhardt Incorporated logo. Or something. I think we need to close. incorporate this soundboard a little bit more. Which one's that? <laughs> Dude, I put I took I put so much time into the soundboard. I put like five minutes into this thing. We got some good ones. I literally was sitting here last night. This is like midnight. I raced my league race, 
Shout yeah. out to the ITRL. The Iron Thunder Racing League. Check out the Iron Thunder Racing Network on YouTube. We race every Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday. You can see the likes of me. Rarely. He never Rarely. shows up. And are you the ARCA champion? Uh, t- two years ago. or the Not the last season, but the season before, yeah. But I'm coming for that title again. I finished fourth in the first race, and I won me, the last two. You want me to two. break some news on this podcast? No. I don't know what news you're talking about, so... Yeah. I'm going to run as an independent on the Iron Thunder Racing League. In the Cubs series. So if you guys want to support me, hashtag 69love. Yeah, but like, <laughs> anyways, I was that how you I ran. I ran my league race, and I came over here, and I was trying to set this stuff up. It's like midnight. I had to get up pretty early to go sign some hero cards because that's what they call them. I hate that term, really. But anyway. Are you a hero? You're a hero to some people. <laughs> Maybe. My mom. Well, that's good. If there's anybody I want to be a hero for, that's who I want to be a hero for. Uh, but I was just sitting here, and I was literally just hitting buttons and just laughing my ass off. Like, let's see what we got here. We got... That's the same one I just hit. <laughs> Dude, it's so much fun. You can just do whatever. What song is that? That one sucks. That's just a pause. Money counter. We'll be stacking stack of paper. Once we get those ad reads coming, that's when we're going to be making the money. That's the real reason I made this podcast. All the all y'all podcast uh, advertisers hit my line, hit the hit the Twitter DM, and we'll uh, we'll collab. I'll I'll read the hell out of some ads. Yeah, we're not afraid to read ads. This whole podcast can be ads. Yeah, what's that? Uh, keeps that one's always ad. Like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Lately. No, f- no free ads though. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't even know what that what that is. I just hear it sometimes. I don't, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately to try to get in the mindset and really uh, get inspired for this thing. It honestly, just making this whole set I got here. I've got to get on another. I got to get another camera so it's not like this. Weird, yeah, we got it. We need two uh, news at seven angle, but sports, 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 sports at seven. Anyways. It took me so long to find this table. Like, I literally, I ordered the this stuff first, the microphones, this whole board here. And uh, then I was like, okay, well, I got to figure out where I'm going to do this because I didn't really even have that figured out yet. I came home, looked around my apartment. My apartment is not that big. It's decently sized. I'm, I'm not too modest, you know. This is kind of almost as big as my house. Get the hell out of here. This This thing's small. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, good. We're good. All right, bro. We're going to have to start turning phones off when we get on this thing from now on. Uh, but anyway, I went to Lowe's. I went to Home Depot. I don't know why I went to those places. I was thinking maybe like a workbench style vibe. Couldn't find anything. Hobby Lobby. Saw this <laughs> dude working there. Dude, like, I, I don't know what you got to be doing in life to be working at Hobby Lobby. Hey, when you get Sundays off. When you're a... Middle-aged man. Not to throw shade. If you're that guy listening right now, probably not. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they have a decent health care plan. They might have, like, imagine just stocking yourself with just shit, dude. Like, talking about, like, it's fall time, so just pumpkins and just orange leaves and things like that everywhere. So, He's just pushing, like, a little three-tier card around with all that stuff. You want to hear a fun fact? Yeah. So, I, breaking news. We're just going to break all the news. Break them. I break do em. have a significant other. And we spend a decent amount of time in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> no way. I'm not gonna lie; they got some good stuff in there. I, I okay. I'll I'll 
I won up you there by saying I had to look for some decorations for the pod there. I was in the automotive looking section. There was some, like some sweet Corvette signs. I was thinking about hanging oh, up back here. Yeah, brother. But like, I was just like, this stuff doesn't work. But anyway, I mean, I the dude, you know, he's everything's working. always dude's, on sale. Dude's getting a check there. That's working there. I've had some good jobs and I've had some bad jobs in my day. What like, What is the most obscure job you've had? Tube chunker. What? And Don's fish. So like. I worked on a river in college at a. Uh, <laughs> I worked on a river in college when I was going to uh, school at Texas State, and it was me and uh, all my fraternity brothers that worked there. Delta Tau Delta Kappa Beta. Yeah, shout anyways, out to those guys. Anyways, are they going to be fans of the pod? Oh yeah, they definitely. I already got them pumped up. I'm gonna maybe fly one of them out here and get them on the pod. The most ridiculous one. So three guys, two microphones. Yeah, well, I actually got my, my boy Pockets, who uh, works on a race team. He lives across the way in some other apartments over here. And he, he's been asking me. He's like, so when are we making this pod? When are we making this pod? When are we making this pod? Damn, I'm already going to get replaced. No, no, no. He's either going to be a guest or, honestly, he might be the third guy. Like, he could – I'll sit right here because this is my house, okay? And then he can sit here. I don't. Do you know Pockets? Yeah. Once again, I, I pitted a full season for his – that's right, you did, didn't you? Yeah. But do you know Pockets? I've known Pockets. He was a tire guy on my late model back in Texas. He moved out here a little bit before me. Okay, I, I don't, I don't, you have don't his, know Pockets. I don't have his origin do you, story. Do you know his comedy? Do you know his, do you know his sense of humor? Do you think you could vibe with him on the pod? I mean, we're, let's just talk about it. I hate yeah. that I said vibe right there. I hate that. I hate that word so much. I can vibe with anyone. Okay, cool. Except for a certain gas man. On a team who called me Grimace this week? <laughs> well, that would be Chef Dump, and I'd say his nickname is much worse than Grimace, even though so, he did have a purple shirt on. I I wear a purple shirt, so the hospitality people that I work with know where I am, and they can see me. You're it's a very damn right. vibrant I could, purple shirt. I could shirt. see you from a mile away. I could be in Pistol 1, and you could be in Pistol 40. A little nugget. I actually made an appearance in a Roush Fenway video this week. <laughs> It'd probably be pretty easy to spot. Yeah, I mean, if they pulled because they had that purple car. They probably thought you were part of the team. Yeah, jokes on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, free <laughs> advertisement. We say no free ads. They give free ads. Yeah. So this specific fuel man, I'm not going to name him, Chef Dump or Doctor Dump, but he Mr. gave Dump. himself that nickname, El Dumperino. He, he came up to me and he goes, "What's up, Grimace?" And listen, I'm not a skinny man by any means, but I'm not fat. I would say I'm husky. Yeah, that was the perfect one for that. I don't know. I just wanted to use that one. <laughs> but to call a man Grimace when... I don't even know. Grimace, that's the guy from McDonald's, it's right? It's the, the big, fat, purple... I mean, he he's not fat, dude. He's just like a triangle shape, right? Me? Am I? No. <laughs> the actual no, Grimace. Grimace is like a big, goofy-looking purple thing. Okay, okay. And okay. I am known as the Square Body. That's square my body. official nickname. Box Chevy. I got many iterations of that, but mm-hmm. I was genuinely hurt when he called me Grimace. Why? I've been called much worse. <laughs> I'm sure you Grimace is a, it's not even like the cool character. Okay, well, who is the cool character? I mean, what do they want to call you, Ronald McDonald? The Hamburglar. I thought it was mul- there's multiple Hamburglers. No, That's what we should have called this 
podcast, dude. Hamburgers. I, it was so hard to come up with a damn name for this thing. I got I got a few wrote down here. Obviously, we ended up with... Bruh. No, no, no. <laughs> not that one. I think it's this one. That one. That's what we went with. Real Man of Genius. But I was really trying hard to come up with a name. I was watching movies. I was thinking maybe Too Fast, Too Furious theme. I was thinking maybe the Ejecto Cito podcast. Ejecto Cito Cuzzo podcast. <laughs> Said forget about it, cuh. And then the Too Soon Junior podcast. But then I was like, no, maybe people wouldn't get that. So I went to even more niche movie, more of a cult classic. Yeah, a, a movie that about half the population has seen. You think that many people have? I doubt that many people have seen it. I was looking for the Big Lebowski. And I mean, it's one of my favorite. Movies. It's one of my favorites. It's like a, it's a cult classic, I'd say. And uh, I was looking at maybe the Market Eight Dude podcast. All the other good ones, over the lines taken, over the line, it's taken. And then all the other ones, like you're out of your element, Donnie, you're out of your element. Those are pretty hard to come by too. He peed on your rug. Plus, it doesn't just roll off the. It tongue. doesn't. Real Man of Genius pod or like, hey, welcome to the. He peed on your rug podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of hard to uh, open up with, and it might just throw you off for the whole thing. But yeah, what were we t- we were talking about? We were talking about airlines, or no? We talked about flying private or charter, which is yeah, really we, what it is. We got way off. We got derailed. So so normally, if you're not in the industry, um, most of the teams fly out. On what would be called considered a charter jet. Charter, it's like a charter bus that your lacrosse. So basically, team takes you in high leave school. the day before the race, you get a rental car, do the race, go to the hotel. Well, that's backwards. Go yeah, to the hotel, so go to the hotel do the race, first. and then sometimes, as, sometimes I'll let you finish. Go ahead. As Clint, I think you're, this is what you're going to say. Clint Boyer sometimes says the race on the track might not be that great, but the race to the airport to get home. It's not at all what I was going to say, but it is very true. I it's mean, way better. I've driven a Dodge Caravan far past its limits trying to get to the airport first. I had a sporty little uh, Toyota Camry last week. Yeah, see, like, I'm normally with the team. I've gotten my, I got my own rental car one time, which was sick. I was given the full driver treatment. I got there, I was uh, filling in for somebody. I got there late. Like, I flew in, like, the race started at 8 o'clock. I probably got there at, like, 4 like, it was ridiculous. I got my own rental car, drove the track, ran the race, went home, which was, like, kind of cool. But I honestly enjoy riding in the van and racing the other vans to the airport because you got everybody in there with you. They're all just pumping you up to go way too fast in this Dodge Caravan. You know, you're jumping, you're jumping speed bumps. You're running through the grass. It's a damn good time. But what I was really trying to talk about here was I flew commercial. Yes, yeah, the word commercial. There you go. And... I got, I mean, our flight was kind of late, and I don't know if airports are just so like this. what kind of commercial? Are we talking like a standard commercial? We're talking, we're talking Frontier Airlines. Front, okay, so we're talking the Walmart of airlines. Yeah, just just a... The just, great value just airlines. A, just a tad above Spirit Airlines. Uh, unless, you know, they want to you know be on a race car, then they're the best airlines in the world. I think we'd only I'll reverse fly. that real I'll reverse we would, that real fast. You'd only fly Frontier. <laughs> I, yeah, that's okay. You know, for monetary smart shit. Anyways, uh, or honestly, I'd, I'd take free flights too. I'm a, I'm wow, $40? <laughs> as long as I can get... Okay, so anyway, we got to the airport at like 8 o'clock. I don't know if airports are just like this, but everything was closed at 8 o'clock. Like Chick-fil-A, 
was closed. I was trying to go there and get some chicken. I'm on a keto diet. There it is. I said it. And uh, I was looking to get some grilled nuggets. Bruh. <laughs> I was looking to get some uh, grilled. All right, we got to change that. That's grilled. What, you don't like? Bruh. I'm I mean, looking to get some point. grilled nuggets closed. I'm walking around. Nothing's open. I So <laughs> then I went to Smashburger. I was like, screw my diet. I am so hungry right now because I hadn't eaten since like noon. Or before that even. Because I think I was actually doing stuff for the podcast. I think I was looking for this table while... Uh, before my flight, and I came home, packed my bag, and left real fast. Did not eat. Went to Smashburg. Waited in line for, I don't know, 20 minutes? Another 20 minutes to get my food? By this point, I am so angry. I and just you like, probably paid $27 just com- for like the my, my anger is just compounding at this point, because not only did that happen, but I'm flying Frontier. You have to, like, pay to bring a bag on the plane, which that, you know, kind of got me going a little bit. And then I walk up to the security line, and... She's like, oh, if you go down to E, there's no line down there. And I'm at checkpoint B. E is like a quarter mile away. But, like, you know, I'll walk. No line. That, that's okay. I get down there. The line is longer than the one that was at B. So now I'm just furious. I'm just walking in this line just steaming, steamrolling out the ears. And then this whole smash burger debacle happens. And I'm real pissed at this point. And I'm like, I need a beer. I need ice cold beer right now. Walk up to the bar, they're closing. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? This is the worst airport experience I've ever had in my life. It's at so then I'm just going, night. like, I go over there. A bunch of race teams are there. I don't sit with them. I sit by myself because I'm just steaming angry. I want to eat my burger, and I don't want to talk to anybody. I have my AirPods in, and I'm just eating this burger, just chowing down hard. I feel like people could watch me. I feel like I was eating really fast and angrily because people might have been looking at me. <laughs> but then there's this... Here we go. There's a baby that starts crying. You know, you, you know, it's babies are cool, you know, but a baby crying at an airport, much less in the plane, is probably one of the top ten annoying, the most annoying things in the world. And you know what? Congratulations, you have a kid. Congrats on the sex, okay? Sex trophy. Yeah, sex trophy. But like, you know, if I have a kid and that thing's crying on the plane, I'm throwing that uh, let la, that little dog a, a melatonin gummy, putting putting him out, and maybe. That's why I don't have kids yet. Maybe I'm not mature enough, but I think, you know, melatonin, that's pretty chill. Maybe half of one, cut it in half so it's not super strong, knock the baby out for 24 hours. But, like, there's got to be some kind of baby melatonin or something. Just just knock that thing out. I'm not trying to, like, hear some just screaming in the back of the plane while I'm trying to listen to, like, Project Pat or something. I'm trying to trying to thug out up there in the front of the plane, and I got a baby screaming, like, three rows behind me. Something tells me that wasn't the worst part of the flight. The, the flight wasn't that bad. I think the, the baby that was crying was actually like 20 rows behind me, so I couldn't hear him. The, wor- the, the worst part of the flight is the fact that I got to pay $10 for a Diet Coke or something. And then like That's three... extreme. It's like... Okay, it's like $7. I was exaggerating. It was a hyper, hyperbole. It's an exaggeration beyond the truth. Shout out Becky Polzine, Sports Lit. I don't know what that is. That's, that was my high school teacher. You had Sports Lit in your high school? Yeah. Damn. We got to go to sports games all the time. Damn. Like your blow-off class or what? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had aquatic science. I had some fish in there. Aquatic science? Dude, aquatic science was sick, dude. At like, least it, was, it wasn't hydroponics. No, <laughs> it was aquatic science. Like, So the first semester, you like kind of learn about fish or whatever. Then the second one, all you got to do is take care of some fish. I, got, like, I, look, I Googled the easiest to take care of fish. 
got them. Never died. There were some kids that like were like getting in fights and stuff. They poured bleach in the other kid's tank. Just killed those things. Cold blooded, cold blooded murder. Dripping Springs High School. You want to hear a seamless transition here? Yes. Man, that sounds like a rough job. Speaking of jobs, we're back on jobs. Steve well, Jobs, he's dead. So you <laughs> relayed what your weirdest job was. Mine. I was a pool guy. Oh, man. I feel like you told me this one time. Yes. Uh, I, I cleaned pools for a living for a summer. Shout out Jack Robertson, Scuba Clean Pool. But we're not going to give him free ads. No. I mean, you just did. But I, he's still in business? He's still cleaning pools? He's still, yeah, so this he still have teenage boys out there doing manual labor for him? Uh, well, I was like... Mid twenties. Oh right? my god, dude, that's worse than being a tube chunker. I think. <laughs> it's, it's good I, at least I had to operate heavy machinery at, at this, Don's. So this guy, he would clean pools during the summer, right? And then he'd take all the money that he made and go live in Colombia as a king for six months. Damn. A steak down there cost three dollars. That's a solid uh, plan for life, really. I mean, it's kind of unstable, I guess. Columbia, you feel like you can get pretty easily kidnapped or uh, trafficked yeah. down there. A lot of, uh, uh, what do you call it, drug kingpins down there, maybe? I mean, that's the OG place of Pablo Escobar. Hell yeah. Legend. <laughs> R.I.P. to the real one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd say that. He's pretty pretty much a bad guy. But, you know, still a legend is... Uh, is Profession. You're a pool guy, so are the rumors true? Of the pool, the pool boy. <laughs> no. Oh, that sucks. Because why, would, why would you even be a pool boy? They just I clean the pools at like six o'clock in the morning. Oh, I guess then you're not sweating. I guess yeah. you're not sweating, and you're not seeing all the baddies out. No, you're definitely not. There's no maybe at uh, the end of your route at like ten thirty. That's still way yeah, too when, early when the moms are bringing the kids back from school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. What was I talking about? You really threw me off. You're talking. You said seamless, seamless transition. That was now, a seamless transition. And now, now what? Now I don't have a seamless transition to go back in. I'm pretty much out of topics I already talked about. Well, do, should we get into origin stories? No, that's for later, a later date. Okay. I think I don't know if if we do more than one of these. I, I hope so. I spent an astronomical amount of money on this stuff. Like I said, getting the speaking about spending an astronomical amount of money, how many wrecks do you think they're going to be at Talladega this weekend? Yeah, that was a seamless transition. That was seamless. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Talladega is not uh, near as wild. I feel like as Daytona. Like Daytona, it's too wide. Yeah, it's really it's really wide. There's not very many bumps when they put the backstretch tunnel in. There's kind of a bit of a bump. I mean, I raced Talladega twice. I crashed once. Yeah. Doors on the wall over there. Y'all can't see it in the camera. Whatever. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hate to hear this weekend. All the cliche bullshit from the, the cup this drivers. This is Talladega. Oh, my owner said the only thing I gotta bring back is the steering wheel. Yeah. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna go single file around the top for 200 laps. Yeah, cup races are too long. No cap. I got to stop playing with that thing. I, I can hear it picking up on the mic. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the Xfinity race, I almost guarantee will not be that exciting. I'll say that, uh, and it will be. You want – so I what's going to happen that. is, like, lap 10, Cesar Baccarella is going to hit the wall. He's going to take out three people in the back. Dude's throwing shade. 
I mean, but, I mean, that's look honestly, at, it, honestly look is at what the happens. Like you have like you have like a like a guy who's like running mid pack towards the back, messes up, wrecks a few cars, and then everybody is just chilling for like two stages. The way the Xfinity package is, you don't get massive runs. It's not like the Cup car or the truck. They don't punch a big enough hole, so it's pretty uh, tame. I've never understood why, like you know, the guys that are racing for the win wait until like turn three to go. I mean, I'm pretty inexperienced in that uh, situation, but I would go like four laps to go. Like screw it. Like then everybody else is gonna wait to the last minute, and you don't have enough time. You don't get the big enough run with an Xfinity car. Well, the Xfinity race would be tame. Cup race maybe not. No, it's gonna be so tame. Is because everyone's expecting a shit show. Yeah, it's always how it goes. Everybody's like, oh, this, wreck, this race is going to be a wreck fest. And then everybody's just so calm because they think it's going to be a wreck fest. And it's like the most calm race in the world. Right. It's, like, it's like the first Roval race. Everybody was like, oh, my God, this first Roval race is going to be ridiculous. And then nothing happened. Yeah, pretty much. Except for Larson and uh, Keselowski driving straight into the fence. Yeah. But, I mean, who hasn't done that? I've done it. No, you haven't. Maybe on iRacing, brother. I am an amateur race car guy. Yeah, when, when are you going to get back behind the wheel? When are you going to get back in the D and Q series? I'm trying to see you rip top Milbridge. Uh, it's probably sooner than you think. No way. Like, maybe within the next month. The my, next my car month. owner has reached out and says, we need to get you back in the seat. We need to get you back behind the wheel. we got to get this thing up in the And I points. said, you need to take all the lead off that go-kart because we don't need Which, it. What series do you run in? So, like, I know that the D and Q series has, like, Five series. They have like the the late model or the Arca series. Like uh, we're getting way too in depth here. No, we're not. Let, let them know. The people who do not know about the DNQ series should look it up because it's pretty tight. I'm gonna be a purist and say it was way better like three or four years ago. Yeah, it always is. It always is. No, like I would race in the what would be considered. I think it's the Bush series. So it's a treaded tire with a out of the box stock Predator motor. Predator. Yeah. No, you don't run flatheads? No. Yeah. No one, do, no one does anymore. I don't understand why flat carts don't run that motor anymore. Back when blue plate, purple plate, red plate, that was I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all Predator and it's all clone. I'm, I'm actually undefeated in uh, dirt go-kart racing. I've raced one twice. One for one? I've raced twice and I've won twice. So I have raced, I don't know, maybe five or six times. I haven't made another C-Main. Hey, you gotta start somewhere though. You got There's gotta be those guys in the field. You know, you gotta have those guys in the field. You know, everybody, everybody wants to complain. Get them off the track, but they gotta be there. They have to be yep. there. We're the ones that keep this all together. Yeah. What do you think? Everybody's gonna be going 17 wide the whole race, racing for the lead. Not gonna happen. Which brings me to my next subject. People on Twitter. All of them. I didn't write this down. You know who I'm talking about. The people who don't know what they want. And this might make uh, my podcast go uh, south. But there's just a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of NASCAR fans on Twitter. And I'm saying all of them. There's some of them that do not know what they're talking about. The good thing is, when I say the people that don't know what they're talking about, they're thinking, oh, it's those other people. I know what I'm talking about. Allegedly. they <laughs> That's exactly how it's going to go. It's like that episode. Of, you ever seen the episode of South Park where Cartman's a Yelp reviewer? Yeah, that's the that's that's. What do you mean? It's the exact same. It's the exact no, same. I'm, premise. I'm saying like what he does is awful. Well, yeah, but everybody in in South Park thinks that they are the Yelp reviewer and they are the leader. That's how those people on Twitter right. think. I, I think. No, the best. What was that? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my camera! 
Oh, God, nice. hold on. I think we've got to cut it short right here. Yeah. Uh, tune what in next way, time. What a way to stop. For... All right, so my camera died. I have a GoPro, GoPro 8. I've got to get the 10 or something. Maybe the battery will last longer. But I it guess this, this part, this is for the premium listener. This is for the, the future Patreon member. Yeah, it's, it's, this is the premium content because we cut it way short because we were just talking and then we're like, I, gotta go. I panicked. The, the moral of the story is I panicked. I didn't know what to Don't do. Don't panic. The camera shut off. Just I don't know why. The ring light is still. L-A-X. Relax. My ring light is still glaring in our face. I should have turned that off. Right yeah, now. we don't need it. I'm going to leave it on. I don't want to get up again. But yeah, well, I don't remember what we were talking about. We'll we'll, finish, we'll wrap it up. We're we'll, talking about Twitter. We'll talk about Twitter next time. How about that? Because we don't have enough time to talk about Twitter. I mean, we have all the time in the world. We're just not going to do it. Yeah, well, we got to have content for next time. And hopefully that content doesn't include me just slamming in the wall at Talladega. So hopefully that doesn't happen. And I just win the damn thing, and then we can talk about that. And Are you going to go out on the boulevard? I might. I don't know. We're getting there. We're leaving Friday, so probably not because it's a day race. Like, oh, may I actually take that back. If I'm working Sunday, shoot, maybe catch me out there because I don't have to do anything except pull tear offs and throw water bottles. Unless I got to be a backup driver. Got to be that, yeah, that what's super the, sub. What's the mentality of the super sub? Because you've actually had to do it before, mm-hmm. you know. And you've been you've been like quote on call for races like for a while for a while. That's why I don't know. I mean, it, you always it, bring your helmet bag to the race. That's rule number one. Rule number one: always go in the pits. Always so bring all your stuff. you little kids out there. I'm looking at where the camera's supposed to be. Always bring your helmet to the racetrack and a fire suit. Correct, but yeah, I don't know. I just always. I mean, I. I guess the first thing is like. You don't ever hope that someone has to get out or you have to fill in, but you definitely got to be prepared. And then you also, like, I don't want to piss off the crew chief because I'm, like, not like slacking off and not doing what I'm – what I was currently doing, which is, you know, pulling tear-offs, pushing through tech, switching water bottles out, things like that, which is still kind of fun. I almost messed up one time uh, – where were we at? Richmond? Like, I was – I couldn't get the water – no, it was Bristol. I could not get the water bottle back in the cup holder. And I'm like – I pulled the chair off, and I'm trying to put the water bottle in there. It's, this isn't as good because there's no camera, so y'all can't see me. But then, like, I'm, like, frantically putting the water bottle in. The right front the front tire changer gets up, and he's running around. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I finally, like, just threw it in there, and it went in the cup holder, I guess. Either that or JJ just threw it in there. Uh, so And I had to, like, race the front tire changer around. I've actually had to, as a tire carrier, also do driver service. And there has been a multitude of times where I have just flat out dumped a bottle of water on the driver. I mean, one of these days I'll do it, dude. I, I really uh, look at Denny Hamlin, whoever does his water bottle. Me and Kyle like got in a competition last year of who could throw the water bottle more like this guy, which when I say more like that guy, I mean as high as I can. I almost hit the engineer in the face. I just yanked the bottle out and threw it straight up and straight back as hard as I could. And Steve had to like hit a little duck maneuver. Like, it, it was honestly, like, so good. Like, I picked this walk. Like, you know, obviously there's pit road. There's the pit box. There's a little bit of space to walk, put generator and whatnot. Then there's the fence all the way at the back. The water bottle was, like, up against that fence. Because I, oh, yeah. like, 
the dude on the 11 car literally throws it so high. Like, I think he just throws it out as high as he can. Well, I think that's, they just tell him, throw it as far away as possible. Probably, dude, but, like, he's going to be breaking water bottles. Like, I mean, those things cost, like, maybe, like, $5. Oh, $3. I was going to say maybe two tree, maybe 5 bucks for a nice one. They got those nice ones. That's Gibbs, brother. They got those good. Endless. They got Endless. They got those good, like, uh, those Cyclist water bottles with the little lining inside. The fancy stuff. The real good ones. You know what I'm talking about? What's in your water bottle? We're running straight water and ice. Ice water. As Maverick would say. You remember that scene in that movie? Ice water in his veins? No, 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 no. He's like all bummed out. He's like sitting oh, at the bar. Oh, yeah, when he's sitting at the bar. And she's like, ice water. I'll have what he's having. And he goes, ice water. Super hard uh, move right there. Imagine like being at a restaurant. Hey, sir, what can you get a drink? Ice water. Only a maniac says that. I mean, I'd, I've done it. You've asked for ice water? Well, you don't, I, mean, you don't just, you I asked for water. water, and they bring me ice water. No, yeah, but like, have you ever asked, asked, I have asked never for ice asked water? for ice water. Yeah, no one does. But I am one of those psychos that uh, whenever I get a fountain drink, I just, I don't put ice in it because it's already you get, cold. Wait, wait, wait. You don't, so like let's say you're at a, a truck stop. You don't, you don't get ice in it? I don't it. put ice in it because I know for that a is, fact that I am insane. going to drink all of it before it gets warm. That's a crazy move. I, uh, I've gotten on this new kick now where I just get a cup of ice and then uh, I grab a nice DC, a nice Diet Coke, 24 ounce of big old bottles. So then you get a thirty-two. Is this, is this keto? Yeah, it's keto. There's no there's no uh, sugar or carbs in it. Fun fact. Amazing. It is fun. It is it is amazing. It's fun. It's, it's outstanding. Great. It's more than that. Anyway, you can get like a solid thirty-two ounce, maybe maybe a little Q, a QT, uh, whatever they're called, and uh, fill that whole thing up with some nice crushed ice. Then you have like three refills in this twenty-four ounce bottle because it's the big one. It's not. It's That's not, aggressive. It is. It is. I, I kind of feel like a uh, like a crazy person doing that. Straight up psycho. Movie. But there's this guy on TikTok that always talks about having a fresh DC at 4 o'clock in the morning at the gay station. I haven't sent you those yet, but I'll get them to you. I'll get them to you. Before. I've sent you some good stuff today. You don't send me near as good a stuff as I send you. Yes or no? Right or wrong? My algorithm is busting. No, mine's way better. It's because you're... I'm sure the people don't want to hear about our f***ing TikTok algorithms. They might. Hey, I mean, what, what's the most popular app right now? Probably TikTok. So they want to know. They want to relate. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> all right. Fans of the show, all seven of you and my mom, let us know what you want to see. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah, maybe I'll... Uh, maybe I'll come up with some... Why don't you just do all the work for us and come up with some segments? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was thinking, uh, you know, there's a lot of pods out there. I won't, I won't name names on this, but I'm pretty much just gonna bite their exact idea. I'll uh, post on Twitter or something. Maybe I'll start a damn Twitter account for the pod. We'll see. Maybe down the road. Maybe. Oh, uh, we also need a logo. Maybe we're on episode three. I, I thought you were working on the logo. You think we can get the graphic design kid to make a logo? I mean, I got a guy. I'll. I'll, you got a guy. I know you got I'll put a guy. It in the, I'll put it in the tickler file. I saw him today, and there's another guy there that I didn't know who it was, but I, I never mind. I won't say that. Uh, <laughs> let's, keep that let's keep that under wraps. Anyways, 
Yeah. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't yeah, like. Yeah, I'll throw up I'll throw up a thing on Twitter. Give me some uh If some I'm questions. yelling too much, tell me I'm yelling too much. Yeah, I gotta really work out the kinks in this audio. I feel like this it's is it's just choppy. episode one. It's episode one. We're, We're gonna, gonna look keep back this on going. this when we're done on episode four. And just be like, wow, that's an know, amazing show. I know I know we started off a little rocky, but I wouldn't say that. I will say that because maybe maybe it's just nervous energy out of myself. But uh, the next one, we're only going to get better. We're only going up from here. Once we get these ads, we're going to get the money coming in. I've seen this. And we'll see you all next time. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.